What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Welcome back to Confident as Fuck. We are here with a really special guest today. I'm so excited because she's another guest that slid into the DMs and I love it when that happens. So we are here with Natalia. She is the owner of Power Up Brand and Design. She left her wildly successful corporate job and put everything into her own business after she felt unfulfilled and knew she was meant to make a difference in people's lives. So I'm so excited to have her on. She's also a listener of the podcast, which is also really exciting. I love it when people listen so they know what's going on. So everybody, welcome Natalia to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I have been listening for a little bit and I'm so attracted to the people that you've had, the women that you've had and their energy. So I'm excited to be part of it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Tell us in your own words, I always ask people this because I'm giving, you know, my version of who you are, but tell us in your own words, who you are and what your business is. Awesome. Well, I'm Natalia and I am a Colombian immigrant. I've been in this country for almost 13 years. I am an industrial designer, fashion designer, and now I'm making my way um, as a graphic designer and website designer. So designing has been always what brings me joy, and I've used those skills in different ways. I built a career in apparel design for different Fortune 500 companies, and that was a blast. I learned a ton of things, but really what makes me me is connecting with other humans and kind of bring their story to light. And I really, truly enjoy seeing people shine. So I, I did a little bit of that through fashion design and seeing people wear things that I actually designed was kind of like a high for me. But now that I'm working with business owners and the people behind the business, it has completely changed my heart and my light, all the things. So that's kind of who I am. I'm just on a mission to empower business owners to lean into what makes them different, to stand out in a sea of sameness, feel like digital era has given everybody so much access to so many different things that really shining is very hard. So just giving them the tools to do that, shine and show up and have a voice. I love that. It's very true. You know, it's like the coaching industry just in itself is so big now. And I mean, think about it like what, like three, four years ago, it was way less than it is now. And it was easier, I think, to make your brand stand out because there wasn't as many people, but there's so many, it's so saturated now, but that doesn't mean that we still can't stand out. Like you said, I think that our individuality is what really makes us a brand in ourselves and makes our brand unique. So I love that you're doing that. And yeah, I can only imagine like designing something and then having somebody wear it and that high because (laughs) even like making merch and then having like I made merch for one of my programs and I also gave it to the speakers of the program because I had like five speakers and every time they wear it and they are posting it on their story I'm just like "Ah." it's like such a good feeling you know 
Yeah, I completely relate. It's so exciting because when you're designing apparel, like in the, in that corporate setting, you're trying to get into your community's head, right? Like you're trying to decipher what they're thinking, what moves them, why would they spend X or Y amount of money on that specific piece? So when you, you nail it and then you walk out and you go to the mall and you see this person wearing a t-shirt, it's really, it's really exciting. I can't yeah. lie. It's a great high. <laughs> So how is that in your business now? Like you do brand design, right? And website design. So now when you see your clients having their website and their brand that actually converts, how is that feeling similar or different? I think it's different because it's in a more serving kind of way. I mean, yes, it's exciting to see people wear something you design, but for me, seeing people achieve things for themselves with what we design I think that to me it's not even a high it's just such a joy to be part of something bigger for somebody else and most of the people that we work with are driven by purpose like their business is built by purpose and for a specific kind of purpose so when they are growing they're achieving their goals and you see them grow it's like really it's like your baby but it's somebody else that's like pouring the water on them and it just it there's so many feelings I can't even describe it. Seeing people succeed with the resources that you can create for them, it's really, it's a, it's incredible. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, before I forget, we're going to do our segments that I always try to tell the guests before <laughs> so they have enough time to think about their answers. So do you have something you're loving this week, a weekly fave? You know what? I am not a Swifty because <laughs> I'm too old to be a Swifty, but I appreciate the impact she's had in culture so much from a brand perspective. I feel like this week with all her new dating situation and the crazy amount of sales that she's made for like jerseys and things like that. I'm obsessed with it. I'm going to tell you why. It's because when we design our brands and websites, we talk about humans wanting to feel a sense of belonging. And how do you sign a brand that makes people feel like they belong? And I feel like Taylor Swift is that for so many people. I think when people dress like her or like wear uh, friendship bracelets, it's not, I want to be like Taylor. It's, I want to be part of her friend group. So people feel like they belong. So I'm just crazy about everything she does that make people that don't know her feel like they belong. So I think that's like a great marketing obsession. It is so true. Like watching her tour success. And then, like you said, this last week when we're recording, this is after the game where she went to see Travis Kelsey and yeah, it was just wild. Like watching it from a brand perspective too. I was like, wow, that's an amazing, amazing impact. And I think you're totally right that people are attracted to almost like the community, right? Like I'm even sometimes like scared. I just went to go get waxed by my waxer, Chelsea who's been on this podcast too. And she was like, I'm not a Swifty. And she was like, sometimes I'm scared to say that. And I was like, I, I'm not either, but I am scared to say that because her culture and her community runs so deep across so many different, you know, classes and age groups and everything of people that it's wild, which is really awesome. It is. I, and I think it's definitely something to look at from a marketing and brand perspective. There's so many great articles about it. I've seen a ton of great posts on Instagram this week, just analyzing the whole phenomenon. So yeah, it's something to look for. 
Yeah. Love that. Love that. And do you have anything this week that you did that made you feel confident? You, I think that question, you had asked me that question in one of the things in the emails that you sent me and it really made me think. And I think I feel super confident when I do things that scare the shit out of me, which is a ton of things. Usually I'm, I'm an introvert. Maybe it doesn't look like it, but I'm a, I'm an introvert. I, I'm not great on speaking out in public. Like it makes me really nervous or just reaching out to people, which is challenging when you have to sell. <laughs> uh, but this week I actually went, out, went in and like followed up with some of my like cold leads, if you would say that way, people that downloaded some of my resources before. And I reached out and like, I landed a couple new clients, but just going further, it, you know, just thinking about the idea about taking action and then seeing that I could actually get shit done, even when it's super scary, uh, to me, that's like super empowering. It makes me feel very confident. I know. I saw that on your questionnaire and I was like, that is such a good answer because yeah, it's like those things that we like have on our to-do list or like in the back of our files in our brain, right? Where we're like, ah, but we keep putting it off because you're like, yeah. I don't really want to do it because it's kind of scary. But yeah. <laughs> then once you do it, it is super empowering and it does make you feel like, fuck yeah, I fucking did that. Like, okay, cool. And then it kind of creates this like momentum where yes. it's like, okay, I can do it again. hundred yeah. percent. Love that. Love that. Okay. So I wrote down a few talking points of stuff I wanted to ask you, but I know you, what I really want to know is you left your corporate job and I, we know why, right. But what was the point where you knew like, I'm going to leave this and I'm going to start my own business because of your why. What was that like point in your journey where you were like, okay, I'm going to leave. And then after that point, what did it look like? Was it a long process? Was it like quick? Did you have a plan? Let us yeah. in on that. That's a great question. Well, I I started Power Up during COVID, like tons of entrepreneurs. I got followed from my corporate job and I need to be creative. I'm doing things that are creative just to stay alive. Like that's the thing that lights me up. So I've always been doing some graphic design and website design on the side for friends and people back home. So my husband was actually the one that was like, hey, maybe you could like do more of this because you're enjoying it and you love helping people. And in that moment, like I was in that situation of being followed a shit ton of people were in the same bus and they were opening their own business. They, everybody needed a logo. Everybody needed a website and everybody had money from the government to spend in other things. So everybody were, was going for it. So I started my business with a post on Facebook, on a Facebook group for moms, like local moms. And it was, I'm giving away five logos, giving away five websites, just to like try out my skills and see if I could streamline a process. And then three months later, I had seven paying clients and I had a contract signed and it just like snowballed so fast, which was amazing. And I was having the time of my life. And that's what made me think being creative, but impacting people really meant more to me than just being creative by itself. So I got called back to go back to work, <laughs> like tons of people did too. So I, and I needed the insurance, like you want that safety blanket that feels really cozy. So I went back and I did a nine to five 
and at 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. for like a whole year because I couldn't let go of what I had built for with uh, power up in those months. So I did both and I kept just waiting all day to be 9 p.m. and put my kids to bed so I could start doing what I really loved. And there, after a whole year of that and saving, of course, I had both things. My husband also, the one, came back and he was like, you need to just do what makes you happy. Like this, you're burning out, first of all. We need you in this house, like alive and present. And we also need you happy. And this is what you need to be doing. So he gave me the push and I just, I put in my two weeks and I haven't looked back ever since. And how long ago was that? That was two years and a half ago. Wow. Yeah, it's been wild. Yeah, I think. That is awesome. I, yeah. Ooh, it gives me chills because it just, <laughs> it's been a short time, but it also feels like a really long time because so many things have happened in between. Yeah, I know. That is so awesome because I'm always interested in people's like business stories because, you know, sometimes people start businesses and they have a huge thought out plan and they really prep for it and they like really, you know, take a lot of time to get there. And then some people don't, and then some people kind of like fall into it and everyone's is so different. I think that's what makes it so interesting because, you know, when you think about starting your own business, I think maybe when we're like younger or you hear that someone is an entrepreneur, you just think of it happening one way, but it really doesn't. And I love that your husband was so supportive and really like pushing you to go for it and then go for it even harder. I just think that's amazing. I love seeing that like spousal support is really cool. So I love that so much. And then now you're in Texas. So where was, mm-hmm. that's where we really connected in the DMs is because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm from Dallas. If you guys have listened to my solo episode, you guys know I'm from Dallas and now in LA and you're in Dallas now too, right? You're in the yes. DFW area. Yeah. And so I'm where in, did I'm that, in, you're in where, sorry. I'm in Frisco, just outside of Dallas. And where did that move? Where was that move? No move. JCPenney headquarters are here. That's where I used to work before. So just like I physically didn't move anywhere and my local community was and still is such a huge part of my business like the cheerleading part of those five people that were my first client still now three years later I still get referrals from them and I can tell you the work that I did for them three years ago is not nearly as amazing as what we do right now as a team but they're still like completely committed to building that community around us. And that's, that's, that has been life changing. It's just, it's awesome. That is awesome. How many people are on your team now? It's me and another person. Her name is also Natalia. She's my better half. And we just tackle everything together. And it's been such a joy to be able to pass on some of my experience and wisdom to somebody younger than me. Because I never really got a true chance in corporate to do that. And she's also Colombian. So we're both Latinas. We kind of like communicate in Spanish and we work in English. So it's it's a joy. Yeah. That is awesome. That is so awesome. How wild is that, that you guys are both Colombian, both have the same name, <laughs> both in the same business? Like, that's wild. How did you find her? It's such a great story. I actually interned for a textile production company when I was studying industrial design. And her mom was one of my mentors. And I actually met Natalia when she was like seven. And then 
20 years later or more, I'm not going to say how many, but some years later, <laughs> yeah, I saw that she graduated because I stayed friends with her mom. We're really, really good friends. And she's like, oh, well, I'm, like I'm looking for a new opportunity. And she graduated top of her class in graphic design. And I was like, I think you and me <laughs> should do this together. And she, yeah, she's my right hand and then she's amazing. That's so awesome. And now you get to like employ someone. I mean, that's yeah. a huge, huge, good feeling. Talk about like another high. That's a great yes. high is having an employee. It's like, so it's a lot of responsibility, but it's, it's a great feeling to be able to yeah. provide somebody with work. For sure. And then also like, you know, opportunities to learn new things and new software, new ways to do things. So that's been super fun. Yeah. Okay. So what is going on with you personally? I always like to get into this now, like the last like 10 episodes, I've been also asking people about their yeah. personal lives because I feel I've like heard it's it, also... and I love that part. It's so fun getting to know like behind the scenes. So I think, that's yeah. Fun. What is going on with you personally? You know what? We're entering me and my husband, we're entering a season of life where we actually can't sleep seven hours in a row. Our oldest, she's seven and she's just now starting to sleep all night. <laughs> so that has been life changing. I'm telling you, like we can get up at 4.50 to go to the gym. We take turns. So like, I feel like we're entering a season of self-care as a parent. That is really hard to find time for yourself in like as a couple. So for me, that's been a wonderful discovery <laughs> of this new season of life. And that's mostly what the personal side has been all about. So like finding time to spend together, not talking about work because we work together as well. He's an entrepreneur. I'm part of his team as well. We support his business with social media, website design, marketing, all that part. So we work together a lot, but we don't get a lot of time to spend just having fun. So we're trying to focus on that. And for me, just going to the gym, taking care of myself. Yeah, it's it's like, wow, I can actually take care of other people besides my children. That's my personal life. Right now. <laughs> I love that. I love that you guys are both entrepreneurs and you also work in his business, very similar to me and, mm -hmm. you know, working in my husband's business. And it's like, how do you feel like juggling those two things, like working on his business, working on your business? How do you feel like that works for you? I think for me, it's been a gift in general. When I work in his business, I, I feel part of the team and I feel I get the respect that I didn't get before in other circumstances of work. And I know I'm bringing something to the table and him and the team value that more than anything. So I feel super appreciated in that sense. And they, I get creativity time. Like I get what my soul craves. And then when I'm doing only power up stuff, he is a great confident and he's just like a great partner. So I've been blessed. I, I've talked to tons of entrepreneurs that their partner is also an entrepreneur or works from home and they have the shittiest experience, but we literally sit in front of each other all day, every day, mostly. And we just, we have a blast and we have such like so a connection around building a business and ideas and brand and all those conversations are always so like stimulating and entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I love that too because I do. I run into a lot of people that are dual entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, whatever <laughs> couples, and yeah, it can be really hard and really tough. But 
I do, I would use the same word, like so blessed that we do that. Cause when we actually went out to dinner, maybe like a year ago, and this was when Renee's dad was really sick. And so it was really hard for us to find, like you're saying time for us to like be together and, and to not have work that we need to talk about because, you know, we're working in the same business. He's a huge part of my business, like you were saying, and we're at the bar, we're sitting at our like favorite restaurant eating and we're going over kind of like business stuff. But then we start getting into this like exciting business stuff where we're like, okay, what's our next move? And, you know, I I love those conversations. Like those are some of my favorite conversations with him. And this other regular, who's a regular at this restaurant with us leaned over and said, like, how do you guys do this? Like, how long have you guys been together? He had so many questions about us, our relationship and our business relationship together. And he was quite a bit older, maybe in his sixties or seventies almost. And he was like floored at how our relationship works. And so it made me that day very grateful for us being able to have those type of conversations because I think a lot of times people have told me like, oh, you guys need to have time alone where you're not talking about business and you need to have time where you're talking about other things and put business, you know, on the back burner. But like, I mean, those are the most exciting conversations that we have most of the time is like talking about how we're going to grow our businesses because they are our lifeblood, you know? So I love hearing that somebody else has that, that awesome connection too. Yeah. You know what? We've been having this great conversation with me in the last couple of weeks, because of course, I know you, you can probably relate to this when you're an entrepreneur, you want more, right? Cause you're working so hard and then you want to see more in your pocket. You want to see more dollar bills. I mean, it's never enough because we're ambitious people. Like that's part of being an entrepreneur. But then when we look back at all the other things that we are doing in our life right now, for example, like we get to walk our kids to school every day, pick them up at 3.30 or 3 and stop working. Just this summer, we went to Colombia with our family for three months. Like we have so many flexibility, so much flexibility around our family time. We're like, we're just so fucking rich. We're rich. Like we don't need the dollar bill. Yes. I mean, they'll be great. We live a super comfortable life, but this is like, to me, this is being and feels like I'm rich because we're making it like who has these privileges I don't know a lot of people can say that especially Hispanic people immigrants like people that have moved here to the states and they work three jobs just to stay above water but we're living the life that we built for ourselves so that's kind of the conversations that we have just like you and your husband and that I think that's so electrifying to have that connection in that level with somebody else. I think that just keeps us going. Yeah, totally. That's what Renee and I were talking about that when, you know, we were going to all his dad's like doctor's appointments, chemo appointments, and there's a lot going on when you're in that stage four of cancer, you're going a lot to the hospital. And we were saying the same thing, like when we would go like on Fridays and even though sometimes we'd have to meet there and maybe he'd have to go to work after we were like, look at this abundance that both of us can come here to the hospital, spend three, four, sometimes five hours there. And then we get to go back to work. Like if we had a nine to five, you know, or if we had, or any other job, right? Like any, even a shift type of job wouldn't be able to do that. It'd be way harder 
and it would take a ton more planning or whatever. Anyways, it was just a huge blessing. And yeah, I can totally relate to that because it is a blessing when you can see the other abundance that you have, not only just money, but time, flexibility, everything. It's just, it's a great feeling. So I love that. I also wanted to ask you about, because you put this on your Instagram story this morning about websites that convert. And specifically you said you want to spill the tea. So tell us how can (laughs) websites convert or what is a way that someone can like help their website convert? What is like one of the top things you see? Well, to me, I think defining convert uh, first is super important. So there's so much conversation around website design, SEO, how to get on the first page of Google. People are pouring literally their heart and soul into social media, creating content 24-7 to finally attract people that are interested in their services or what they offer. But once they get to the actual website, even if they pay for Google Ads and they're on the first you know, line of that page, or if they've done great SEO work and they get to that first page as well. When people land on a crappy website that doesn't look professional, that's when you lose people. So yes, you have to do all the SEO work. You have to share your link to your website, you know, promote the things that you do. But your website, especially for service business owners, that's the window that you get to show what it looks and especially how it feels like to work with you. So a website that convert is a website that captures the attention of your dreamy client, uh, somebody that is willing to pay what you're charging that values what you do, then that wants to work with you with no questions asked. That's what the converting website is supposed to do. Capture their attention, you know, establish that sense of belonging, like we just talked about, and then elicit action. So the people actually taking action and buying, booking, scheduling a consultation, a discovery call, taking action. So that's what converting really looks like. I love that. Yeah. So say those last ones for us again. So that's going to capture their attention. Yeah. And then you create something in that, between it and then elicit. Create a sense of belonging, right? And then elicit action. So those Love are the that. three things that you really need. Yes, we have to market. Yes, we have to promote. But when people land there, you have to have the resources to show why your words X or Y. You know, I just went to, this is very interesting because I just went to someone's website the other day. So I was on Instagram. I saw a reel about a very high, um, expensive, probably service. I'm I'm just assuming that I was interested in the service takes you to the Raiders game and you have like all these perks of like going in VIP entrance. You get like these really nice seats. You get service the whole time, right? Like a very VIP experience at a football (laughs) game. And I was like, okay, this would be awesome because my husband loves the Raiders. Like we've never been to that stadium. I want to see how much it would be. So I go to the website to see, which says like, check out our website or book in our website or whatever. Mm -hmm. Go to the website and it's like a, it's confusing. First of all, the website is confusing. It looks like a company that does a ton of different things. Like not only just that service of the Raiders game, but I'm sure they do other things in Vegas. So I was like, okay. So I go to click on what I think would be where the Raiders thing would be. And 
it doesn't take me anywhere. Like it takes me like it's the website is unfinished. Basically, they probably put what I was thinking is they probably put a lot of money, at least the ticket prices into this person making the reel to promote their business Mm -hmm. and their website doesn't fucking work. Yep. (laughs) Like not only does it suck, it doesn't fucking work. Like there's nowhere for me to inquire. There's not even a contact form because I probably would have even settled for that so that I could get a price and an inquiry and figure it out. But I'm like, this is so like such a missed opportunity that you have this reel that you created a marketing material, but you have nowhere for anyone to actually buy. <laughs> it was yeah. just wild to me. Like, yeah. so I think that's it, it reminded me of that because you said illicit action, right? So they captured my attention. They made me feel like I wanted to be part of it, mm-hmm. right? Part of the community. And then there was nowhere for me to take action. So they missed that part of it. <laughs> And I see that so often, especially I work with high ticket, you know, service providers, people that are usually creatives, people that every day bring creative visions to life. So photographers, event planners, social media managers. So they don't offer things that you can touch, right? They're just bringing a creative vision to life. And it's so easy for people to feel like that's just a skill that anyone can replicate and they don't attach the value because the perception that people build for your business and brand it's your website your social media like your marketing pieces are what really build that brand perception for you and i have a great example for this when i used to work designing apparel we used to work with a ton of vendors that supplied fabrics for Nike, and they also supplied fabrics for walmart and for JCPenney. So if you go to Nike and you see a black t-shirt, that black t-shirt is $80. And you're like, sure. I mean, it's Nike. It's got a swoosh, right? It's the best quality. They use the same fabric to make the same t-shirts at Walmart. Coming from the same factory, it's sewn in the same place. It just has a different brand on it. And that's how you know you're building a brand because people are not paying for the skill They're paying for you to execute that skill. And anyone can do what you do, literally. In in this age of the digital courses that we can, anyone can learn any skill. Anyone can take photos. If you go to Instagram and you look for family photography, the shit tone of talented people that you're going to see is like mind-blowing. So anyone can buy the same camera. Everyone can buy the same presets. I mean, I know how to use Photoshop. I could figure it out probably, but no one can do it the way you do it. And that is the key thing here for brand and website design and converting people into paying clients for those high ticket services is like the tailor effect. I want to buy this or I want to use the service because it's attached to this brand and this person. So I think that's kind of the thing that I talk about the most because replicating your perspective is impossible. No one has been through what you have been. Nobody sees life the way you see it. And that's what you bring to your business. So freaking true. So freaking true. And it's like, there's a million examples, but I had a photographer that I was using 
and she was only photographer I had ever used before for my business, loved her, but then she was getting kind of booked. And then I used another photographer when I was actually out of the country. And I thought like, she's a great photographer, going to be fine. And the picture difference was wildly different. Like, even though my experience almost was really similar, the end result was very, very different. Now, both very talented, but also like just something about the way that the first photographer captured was just so different. It was just, it was wild. I was like, yeah, this is so, this really, like you were saying, is a really good example of no one can see things the way that you do. And that's what you really bring to the table. And I think that's important to remember when we're talking about, you know, this business and online or service-based business being super saturated, which it is, but we have to remember when we're talking about confidence, right? That nobody is you, nobody is your brand. You are the only one that's going to do it the exact way that you are going to do it. And you have your own life experiences that you bring to the table to service your clients in the best way. Yeah. And how do you use that into your marketing, into building your brand, into creating content, into your website? So how do you use those little tidbits that make you so unique? I call it the secret sauce, like your own secret sauce to like infuse it into everything that you do and touch, like your email, your email signature, like the little things, those are the things that build a brand. I like a memo one. Yeah, for sure. I know once I started to like really capture kind of more of what my own personal identity was, it became a lot easier. And then I started doing like everything was pink. Everything is pink. Not like now even to do like a photo shoot, if I didn't have pink items in the photo shoot, like it would be not me, you know, it wouldn't be as powerful. And like you're saying, little things like signature, like down to the smallest little thing, like when people come to an in-person podcast, any whatever drink they get, like they ask me to make them, whether it's like a water or a champagne or a coffee or whatever, I always put sparkling pink like things in the drink. Glitter. Yeah. Edible glitter in the drink because it's just another, I mean, to me, it, it is who I am. So it's very easy now that I have a really strong sense of who I am, but it's those like really small things that really make it super memorable and want people to, or make people, excuse me, want to be a part of it, which I love. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love all the signature moves, the sprinkles or the glitter. Like I see your background as I said, like it feels so you. And and I don't know you in person. I've heard your podcast before and I know your energy. Like to me, that's your brand already. Like the energy you bring to everything that you do, the unapologetic energy. So everybody has to have that signature mood in everything they do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think it's like, super important for us to figure out what that is for us. And so is that something that you do with your clients is figure out like, let's say somebody doesn't have a strong sense of their brand yet. Is that something that you do with them? Yes. And I I think 90% of the people that come to me come to me because of that, because they haven't figured out what their secret sauce is. And before we even draw anything, before we select a color, we go through a brand strategy process. And that's where we really discover, okay, what makes you tick and what lights you up and then what makes you so special? 
Um, and that's how we start everything before everybody use, comes to me with like, oh, I have an idea with a logo. I'm like, okay, wait, let's talk about who you are, what you do, how you do it. And I can say that also 90% of the time, people walk away with something completely different from what they brought in at the, the beginning of the process. Are the things that they're bringing in, like as far as like maybe a logo or something like that, is that usually something that they've done on their own, like in Canva, or is it sometimes something that someone else has done for them that it just wasn't executed, you know, to their whole brand image as a whole? Yeah, I think most people come with a logo they did themselves or bought on Fiverr or on Etsy, something quick, which is great. I mean, I am all about getting shit done. Um, like over the moon for people that really move forward instead of just getting paralyzed because everything is not perfect. So yes to that, but that also only serves a season of your business. So people come to me for the next season, right? When you already figured out your prices or you're ready to raise your prices or you know what your like signature services are and they bring me an inspiration logo usually. Like this is what I have that I did and I want to look like this from somebody else they saw on Instagram or on Pinterest because, you know, Pinterest has so many amazing images in there. But I also encourage them to not look at this inspiration before we have a conversation. I have a strategy questionnaire that I send before we start working. We have a ton of like really personal and intense questions that I, I'm not sure all business owners have thought through before starting their business. So it really makes them reflect before we start our strategy session. And there's there's surprises and lots of things to discover about yourself, about your business, about your purpose, which is kind of one of my you know, Achilles heels. Like, what is your purpose? Because uh, I love empowering women, but why? And then when you ask five times why, then you'll be getting to the actual need of it all. 100%. Let's say... Thing that we used to get told when I was selling personal training, which was a whole nother version of my life. But when I was a personal trainer and I was doing working on a corporate gym, yeah, we had to ask why multiple times to actually get to the real why. And, you know, it might be something like, oh, well, I want to lose weight because I have a wedding coming up. Well, why? Do you want to lose weight for that wedding? Oh, but because I want to fit in this dress. Why? Because I want to feel better in the dress. Why is that important to you? Like why, 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 right? Mm-hmm. We're peeling back the layers. I love that you do that for brand strategy because I always wondered like when I was signing over like my podcast editing to someone mm-hmm. and I was interviewing different people to edit the podcast, I was really like leery to sign over some stuff like the editing maybe was a little easier once I got more comfortable on the microphone and there's not much editing needs to be done. But then when it was like, oh, I want to sign over the show notes or like the email writing, I was like, how are they going to know what I sound like? Like they don't really even know me yet. So how could they know what what I'm going to, what I would say in this email? And thankfully someone ended up just falling in my lap and her name is Natalie, which is so funny, (laughs) (laughs) but she does a great job of it. But it's really insane that like, you know, I think she does a great job because she listens to the podcast and she hears Mm -hmm. my tone and she knows what I would say. 
But if you don't get to those like deeper questions with people, then you can't really service as well. So I love that you're asking that and applying that into website design and brand. So good. Okay. We're going to end it out with a little bit of a rapid fire. Ooh. Oh, I also wanted to ask you about your, before we do that, yeah. your magnetic brand package. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so our magnetic brand package is really a combination of brand strategy and brand design. So you get the strategy part. We're going to nail down your purpose, your mission, your vision, what moves you, your values. And then we'll start designing your brand assets, your logos, your colors. We'll show you how to use them. We create custom Canva templates for you in that package so you can go and start posting. Uh, we give you your brand boys guide. So same like you said, like if you pass it on to somebody else to be you, they can easily do it. They can know if you're supposed to be funky or sassy or just super serious. Like we're giving you all the tools to actually brand everything you touch. Wow. So what is that brand voice package that you were speaking about is like, so that you would give to someone who's editing something for you or writing emails for you or something like that. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's your brand guidelines book. And in there, we're not only showing you how to use your logos and your colors, like your, your assets, but we're showing you what the strategy for this brand looks like. What is the mission? What is the vision? What is your brand voice? Is it funny? Is it serious? Some of the words that you might use, some of the words that you might not use how to write a caption. So we give you a couple of samples of captions. So I capture that voice. And it usually just, it's all that people need to like sit down and execute. And it's just really, it's that magnetic factor of like everything you apply these resources on or tools, it's going to feel and look like you. I love that. So, so helpful for somebody in business. So I'm going to link that for you guys down below. That way you guys have access to it and you can check it out. I'm also going to have everything for Natalia linked below as well in the show notes. It'll also be on Instagram for you guys and in the email. And you can subscribe to the email list, by the way, down below. I don't know if I ever say that to you guys, but you can subscribe to that in the show notes as well. So, okay. Are you ready for the rapid fire? Yeah. Shoot. Okay. Okay. I always start with what is your favorite food? My favorite food are carbs. <laughs> Any all, carbs specific? All kinds of carbs. No, all, all are approved <laughs> by me. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I don't think we've ever had someone say like a whole category like that. That's my Peloton name, by the way. It's I love carbs. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's so good. What is your current coffee order? I'm a, I'm a decaf kind of girl. People are going to be shocked because I talk about coffee. I talk about coffee 24 seven, but I am a decaf girl and I do a cortado. That's kind of my thing. Yum. Yeah. Yum. Love that. Nothing wrong with decaf. I have cut my coffee consumption down so much after turning 30 and it has helped me so much. And I even do decaf too in the afternoon. Yeah, if I'm I even for do the a flavor. coffee. Yeah. I'm in for the flavor. Yeah. more than the actual jolt of adrenaline. I don't need it. I'm anxious enough. <laughs> I know. I know. Same. <laughs> <laughs> what is your alcoholic beverage of choice if you drink alcohol? I'm out back. Like I would say like a red wine. Like, yeah, that's my weakness. It's, and it came to me in my 30s. So it's a new thing. <laughs> yeah. I think I didn't start drinking like 
red wine until probably like 27, maybe 28. Mm-hmm. And it was only because someone what that I was hanging out with a lot influenced me. But other before that, I was drinking like not even good white wine, probably. But <laughs> with age comes wisdom. Hey, wisdom, yes. <laughs> what are you currently reading right now? I am reading <laughs> a book called You Sound Like a White Girl. I got it last year and I hadn't opened it and it's been really eye-opening and fun and kind of like self-reflecting from like a Hispanic perspective or a Latino perspective so I'm I'm enjoying it a lot love that I'll have that linked for you guys below as well and then what is your best Amazon purchase of this month if you purchase on Amazon I don't okay your best purchase of this month the best purchase of this month Oh, I don't think I've purchased anything that's not like business related. This is a great it question. It could be business related. Well, this month I hired Emma from Right Hand Glam to work on my SOPs and it has been a game changer. She is freaking brilliant. If you guys haven't heard or listened to her episode here, it's gold. She's amazing. All, all my love. Yes. She was, I think like three or four episodes back. She was a great interview a really good style, a more relaxed style. And so if you guys want to listen to that, it's um, right hand glam. I'll link or I'll put the episode number for you guys. I can't remember it off the top of my head. And then last question is if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? I would probably be, hmm, that's a great question. Nothing with kids or teaching probably because I can only be with my kids less than 24 hours a day because I I wasn't born for that but I say something creative definitely just painting or illustrating something with art that's kind of what moves me so in any any way I could be creative I'll take it for sure that's a good one too yeah that's a really hard question right like when you're an entrepreneur and you're like doing what you really love every single day mine was really hard to figure out someone actually I asked that question for like probably 20 weeks before someone was like, what about you? And I was like, oh my God, I've never even thought about it. What was your answer? I hadn't heard that episode. My answer was I would be planning people's vacations. So I I love that. I love to get very like really into the place that I'm going and really research it. I take a lot of pride in like finding the best hotel, finding the best restaurant, like making sure that I like, you know, I don't have to plan out everything. Like it doesn't have to be a whole itinerary, but I really do like figuring out like the beat of the city before I get there a little bit. So I know what to expect. So I think I would really love to do that. Like high end vacation planning. Oh, that 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 would be like a business opportunity to me. I don't know. Honestly, (laughs) I, you know, I, it's all I need is another thing to add to my list, but maybe in another (laughs) maybe in another 10 years or something, but yeah, that, that was my answer because, you know, it comes out of like not doing that and then learning your lesson over and over, especially like in my twenties traveling with my husband and thinking like, we can just wing it or like, you know, we're going to take a red eye and we don't need a hotel. Like we'll get a hotel the next day, like stupid Mm. things like that. (laughs) And then being like, why did you think that was a good idea? Like you 
you have no idea. You don't have any restaurant like ideas to go to. You don't know where to go. So when that happened a few times, then I became really more into planning our vacations and looking up stuff. And now I really like it. So yeah, I would do that. I love that. Well, if you ever do it, let me know because I would love some help. I'm not a great planner. So really, well, you're a creative (laughs) person and I'm not that I am creative in some ways, but I think I'm more of like a type A type Mm. spreadsheet type of. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Okay. We complement each other. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I want to just say thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you not only coming today, giving us all your information, but also sliding into the DMs. And I also want to tell anybody else that's listening, if you are wanting to be on the podcast, I would love to have you on. Like I said, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to come on this podcast. Anybody who has anything to talk about, anything at all, slide into my DMs. Let me know because I would love to have you on. And thank you again, Talia, for coming. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me. It was super nice to see you in person. <laughs> I know. I know. We actually have to get together when I come to Dallas, which should should be soon. I'm going to hold you up to it. I will. I will. I okay. think I might be going in January. So I'll be here. So nice to meet you, Alicia. Nice to meet you. Do, too. do you okay, call I'll yourself you Alicia or Alicia? Well, <laughs> I call my Alicia is how I grew up, but you know, my last name is Lechuga now. So yeah. I'm Alicia Lechuga when I'm around okay. my, my husband's family. So Legit. Okay. It's kind of like totally the running it. joke. <laughs> <laughs> bueno, Alicia, nice to meet you. And I'll see you when you're in Dallas. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.